Ain't what a prophet is for. He's not a healer. He's to find out the will of God for you. So they sent for the prophet. Perhaps Hezekiah had the doctors up there. They'd done everything for him. But it looked like he didn't get any better. So they sent the prophet and asked the prophet, what was the will of the Lord? So when the prophet got the will of the Lord, here he come in out of the wilderness and come on into the home, up to the palace, went to Hezekiah laying on the bed. He said, Thus saith the Lord. Brother, that's, thus saith the Lord. That's what it, the Lord has said. He said, Thus saith the Lord. You're not coming off that bed, but you're, you're going to die on that bed. And he turned around and walked out. Now, could you imagine? I always felt sorry for Isaiah in this respect. When he walked out, perhaps the dignitaries and so forth were standing at the gate, and I could hear him say, O prophet of God, we know that you have the word of the Lord. It dwells in you. So what is the, our, our hope for our king? I can hear him raise his, raise his hand and say, Thus saith the Lord, the king will not come off that bed, he'll die on that bed. Walks on out to the galleries, here a group of soldiers meets him, an old prophet of God. We know that you have the word of God. And what has the Lord said about our king? Thus saith the Lord, he's going to die and not live. On out into the poor people, standing at the gate as he passed out. Well, he say, they say, we love our king, old prophet. He's a good man. What is the will of the Lord for our, for our king? Is he going to live? See, Isaiah straightened himself up, the prophet of the Lord, saying, Thus saith the Lord, he'll die and not live. Mind his reputation as a prophet hanging on that. Goes on out into the place where he was, is bound for. And this Hezekiah, after he had heard that, notice that didn't whip him. He turned his face to the wall and wept bitterly in prayer. He said, God, I beseech thee to consider me, for I've walked before you with a perfect heart. Could you say that tonight? I have walked before you with a perfect heart. He needed 15 years longer. He asked for that. And weeping bitterly. Now, I believe that he was talking to Jehovah. Don't you believe so? To God himself. Now, who's the highest man in the kingdom? Of course, the king is. Well, Jehovah and the king, the highest man in the kingdom of Israel, talking face to face with Jehovah, why didn't Jehovah talk back to him? But instead of that, he goes out into the wilderness where his prophet was and said, Now, I've heard his prayer. You go tell him that I've heard him and go to spare him for 15 years. And the king, the highest dignitary, the potentate standing there, talking face to face with Jehovah, and he didn't answer him back, but went and told the prophet to come tell him. God has ways of doing things, and we must submit ourselves to the will of God and the ways of God. Standing talking to him, it yet made the prophet come all the way back. Could you imagine the embarrassment of Isaiah coming back saying, Well, what are you coming back for, Isaiah? Thus saith the Lord, he's going to live, he's coming off the bed. <laughs> Thus saith the Lord, he's going to live, and coming off the bed. What made the difference? He passed out saying, Thus saith the Lord, he's going to die. Thus saith the Lord, he's going to die. Here he comes back saying, Thus saith the Lord, he's going to live. Thus saith the Lord, he's going to live. What made the difference? Prayer. Change things. From death to life. That's what prayer does for you tonight. From death to life. Don't be scared to take God's word. I should close now, but I won't say something else just a minute. Look, the trouble of it is, with you Pentecostal people, and all people, you're afraid to take God at his word. That's it. Don't be afraid. 
He'll bring it to pass. Just accept it and stay with it. The scripture says he's the high priest of our confession. Now, not the high priest of your feelings, the high priest of your confession. Now, Hebrews 3 said we are, he's the high priest of our confession. Now, any scholar knows that profess is used there, but profess and confess is the very same word, same Greek word, confess and profess. See, he's a high priest, of, the scripture says the King James, of our profession, our confession. Now, he's sitting at the right hand of God to make intercessions upon your confession. Now, he can't do nothing to you or for you until you accept what he has already done and confess it. I'm not saved tonight because I feel like I'm saved. I'm saved tonight because I met God's requirements in his word. God's under obligation to take care of me if I meet those requirements. Is that right? Well, somebody says, I'm saved because I feel good. Drunkards do that. Sure. The devil can beat you around and around a stump on your feelings, but when he meets the word of God, no sir, he can't come on that. And God brought salvation and divine healing so simple that the the weakest Christian can have every attribute of his life. When Jesus, you believe he was Emmanuel, all that God was was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. Every gift that was in God was in Christ. And he had all those fine qualities in him. Everything that God was was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. But when he met Satan to let you know that you had this authority, he never used one of his gifts or any of his power. Satan said, If thou be the Son of God, do a miracle here before me, let me see you. He said, It's written, Men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. He took him up on the pinnacle of the temple and said, quoted some scripture, quoted some scripture, and said, Angels bear thee up by any time, dash foot against stone, he said, and it's also written. And he took him up on the mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world, said, These are mine, I'll give them to you if you'll worship me. And Jesus said, It is written. Every time he, Satan comes to him, he said, It is written. My father has said thus. My father has said thus. And he defeated Satan on the word of God. And every Christian in here can defeat Satan any place, anywhere, anytime on the word of the living God. Say, Thus saith the Lord, it is written. When you pray tonight, say, Lord, I accept my healing. I believe it. No matter what you feel like, say, I believe it. Jesus never did say, Did you feel it? He said, did you believe it? Not your feelings. He's not the high priest of your feelings. He's the high priest of your confession. You accept it, believe it, and confess it. Same principle, coming to the altar. You could come up here at the altar, cry all night long, beat on the altar, scream, holler, get up in the morning, cry all day long, beat on the altar, scream and holler, until you got gray-headed. For a year in and out, and you'll never, never have salvation until you accept what Jesus did for you, and then confess it. Is that right? You've got to confess it. Now you don't. You don't. It ain't. You've confessed it first and act upon it, and then the feeling comes afterwards. That's where it's healing. You accept it. Jesus, you said it so. I believe you. I've got it. It's my personal property. I signed this check, sent it into you. You told me whatever I asked. And Prayer to believe I received it, and I believe that you said and told the truth, and that's for me. Somebody say, how you feel? Wonderful. Well, I remember when Mayo Brothers turned me down with stomach trouble, said I could never be well, that my stomach was a raw, bloody ulcer, and there's nothing could be done. I accepted Jesus Christ as my healer. I went home. Mother said, I said, I asked the blessing at the table. 
And the doctor said if he eats one mouthful of solid food, it'd have acute indigestion, die in five minutes. He said, I'm the Lord that healeth thee. I had to believe either the doctor or what God said. Been doctor me for two years and done nothing for me. And we had, we had cornbread and beans and onions. I don't know where you ever had any of that or not, but it's good. And when I asked the blessing, I said, Lord, I, I believe you, and I've accepted my healing. I, Mama had my prune juice poured out there in barley water mixed together, you know, and my two little salty crackers, and that's all I get. I said, pass me some beans. And she said, oh, honey, you can't eat that. I said, the Lord said, I could. oh, the doctor said, I said, but I believe the Lord's word. So they gave me a plate full of beans, and I took a great, I hadn't eaten for two years or nothing like that. I got a big mouthful of beans, a piece of onion, a chunk of cornbread. I started chewing away, tasted good. When I swallowed it, it hit that raw stomach, it come right back up. I held my hand over my mouth. I said, oh, no. Mm-hmm. No, sir. You don't come out of there. No, sir. I held my hand over my mouth. I got another mouthful chewed and swallowed it. I put it right on top of it, and I packed it so full it couldn't come up. That's right. I just held it there. Boy, I started out the room. I went out in the hot water run down my mouth. Mother said, how you feel? I said, wonderful. I went down the street, and I was going down the street singing, I can, I will, I do believe. I can, I will, I do believe. Someone said, how you feeling, Robert Graham? I said, wonderful. I can, I will, I do believe that Jesus heals me now. Are you, you feeling better, Robert Graham? Wonderful. Feel good. Jesus heal me. Week after week passed, just the same. That night, every bit of it was laying right there. I went to the table. You know how poor people are. I said, pass me some more beans and cornbread. That's right. And I eat it. And I tell you, brother, the mama called the doctor. She said, well, that's it. It said, well, he'll kill him as sure as the world. <laughs> I did, to my unbelief. And I got alive and safe now with Christ Jesus. Now, he said, I weigh 165 pounds. I weighed 118 then. <laughs> so you see what the Lord do? Take him at his word. Believe it. Confess it. No matter how you feel, believe it anyhow. He said so. Abraham believed God, and it was imputed to him for righteousness. The baby never come for 25 years later, but he killed, still give God praise for it before it comes. He was strong in faith, giving praise to God. Yes, that's it. But you look at your symptoms. Just a minute. You look at your symptoms. You say, well, look here. I was prayed for for a crippled hand. My hand's no better. That's no sign you're not healed. God said so. <laughs> that's it. No matter what that hand takes place, it's what God said. It ain't for my hand. See? It's what God said. I accepted it, and I'll stay with it. That's all. Now, he could open it up, or he, today, tomorrow, it might be 25 years, but I, you, you, let your testimony be positive. Every time you get sick, and you get prayed for, and you go out and get a little sick, you say, well, I guess I lost my healing, then your testimony becomes negative. And Jesus can't say no more for you. He's the high priest of your confession, sitting there making intercessions on your confession. What you believe? All of you in here saved tonight. You just get in your head that you're not saved. You go around saying, no, I, I'm not saved no more. You're not saved. That's a big word for a bad decision. <laughs> but that's true. You're backslid whenever you do that. That's right. Right. I believe you can backslide. Sure. <laughs> All right. But you see, you've got to have your testimony and your, your confession positive. Not according to my feelings, but according to what he said. That's it. Talking about symptoms. I think of a fellow that really had symptoms, and that was Jonah. He was, the Lord told him and anointed him to go preach to a big city about the size of St. Louis, and some of the people didn't know which is right and left hand. He anointed him to go down there and preach to that city, or he would destroy it. Jonah thought, well, there's not many Christians down there, so there's probably more Christians here, so I'll, or believers, so he went over to Tarsha. But he got in trouble out on the sea. That's the way every fellow does that's running from God. You get in trouble sooner or later. 
Oh, how'd I see there? But I better leave it alone so, for right now. So I, I see Jonah out there in those. First thing you know, it kind of shocked the sea a little bit to see a backslider riding around out of the will of God. And so the sea got nervous about it and began to jump. And the storms come down. Everything goes wrong when you're backslid. You know that's right. And here he was out there on the stormy sea. And after a while, he come up with a real good old confession, said, I'm the cause of it. Time of feet and hands and drove me out. And don't need all of us dying. So when he threw him out, God had a big old fish coming through the water. Just swallowed him. <laughs> that fish... Swallowed him. Anyone knows when a fish eats, feeds your goldfish, he goes right to the bottom and rests his swimmers on the bottom. He prowls through the water till he finds his prey, and when he eats, he goes down and rests. And then he'll come up and sun himself and so forth. But now, when the fish had swallowed Jonah, he'd got uh, all he needed for that day, so he, he goes down to the bottom of the sea. Now, you talk about a fellow with symptoms. He looked this way, it was whale's belly. That way it was whale's belly. Everywhere he looked was whale's belly. Hands tied behind him, backslid, out in the stormy sea, laying in the bottom of the ocean in the belly of a whale. There's nobody here in that batter shape. I tell you there's not. There he was. God making intercessions upon your confession. Why, brother, kick them crutches away and throw away that old stomach trouble. Go on out and eat your supper and get well. Amen. Believe me, you've got the greatest weapon in the world in your hand, prayer. Here some time ago, passing through a meeting, I was playing uh, back far, the people, there's a woman come through the meeting, through the line. She had a serious stomach trouble. And the Holy Spirit spoke and said, Thus saith the Lord, after seeing what was wrong with her, and she was going to make right what she had done wrong or something in other than that order. And he told her that she was going to get well. He said, Thus saith the Lord. A woman right behind her, another one was said for her, had a growth on her neck. The, that growth stayed right there. Told her to go eat her supper. She went and tried to eat, but she liked to die. Oh, my, she got sick. Days passed. She got sicker and sicker. And so she said she went back and got the tapes and played it. I had to watch what he says. When you hear him use, thus saith the Lord, remember, that's not your brother. That's him. See? Well, I'll be daring to use that. No, sir, brother. And so let it be him and him alone. And she seen it was the voice of the Holy Spirit that had spoke to her. And then several weeks passed, six or eight weeks and she's just so bad with her stomach trouble. She'd try to eat and she'd just vomit. She'd try to eat again. And she'd tell her, going around telling everybody, I'm healed. While her husband and her children even laughed at her and made fun of her. Some of the neighbors made fun of her and said, Why, well, you're going crazy. So what did that holy roller preacher do to you? She said, It wasn't what he'd done. It's what God did. God gave me his promise and I believe it. See? And one morning after the family gone to school and to work, she was washing the dishes and and she got real hungry, so she picked up a little piece of bread. She says, the woman may be sitting right here tonight. And so she picked up a little piece of bread with toast, and she eat it. One of the children had left it on the table. She hadn't washed the dishes yet. And she stand at the window, and she said, something has come over. And she got real hungry, and she started eating that piece of toast. Used it to make her sick in a few minutes, and it didn't make her sick. So she said, well, I'll, I'll try some oats. <laughs> so she eat some oats. It didn't make her sick. So she said, I really will go to extremes to drink a cup of coffee. That didn't make her sick. She felt good. So down the street she went to her neighbor that had come with her that had a big growth on her neck. And she run down the street and went into the neighbor's house. She was go tell her what the Lord had done for her. And when she got down there, the neighbor was screaming and jumping up and down and carrying on. Said, what's the matter? Said, my growth just left this morning. It's not there no more. And they had a great big jubilee together. Now what happened? Here's what happened. 
If God speaks anything, God's under obligation to take care of what he says. God can't come to your rescue just at every minute. The angel of the Lord can't get to you at every minute. You remember Daniel prayed, and I believe it, 21 days the angel, wasn't that right, scholar? 21 days before the, the angel could get to him, he said, I was withstood by the prince out there, the Medes of Persia. But he got to him and said, I heard you, but I couldn't get to you. What happened? The angel of the Lord was passing through that neighborhood confirming the word of God. That's exactly what's taking place. Don't disbelieve, accept Jesus when you pray, believe you get what you ask for. Go out on testifying, praising his name. You'll get just what you ask for. Jesus Christ said so, not Brother Branham. The Lord Jesus said, when you pray, believe that you receive that. And you'll have it. May he give it to you tonight, and a double potion is my prayer. I want to see an hour when there won't be a wheelchair sitting there. I could look to you, sure, in a little while, know what's wrong with you, but what good would that do? See? Unless I knew you were healed. You believe tonight. Then you along here, all of you, whatever's wrong with you, some of you, of course, now you say the person in the wheelchair, the people rally to see that. But the thing that they do instead of seeing it, you see, they find that in that, while the person you wouldn't, I say that person there is crippled or sitting in a wheelchair and got something, there, well, you wouldn't notice that. But when a fellow says somebody with a, with a, got cancer or something, it's not going to live, it's going to die just in a day or two. You would, that's the person that you, as a, live, a person in a wheelchair, probably live an ordinary life as long as uh, for years. But a man with a cancer or with heart trouble, unless something happens to him right away, he's going to die. Is that right? So, but God heals the sick, he heals the afflicted. And as Jesus passed through the pool there, there's nothing he could do about those things. Those people are crippled and lamed and halt. He went over to a man with an infirmity, made him well because God told him where the man was and showed it to him. And he went over and healed that man and went away. And he said these words, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself but what he sees the Father doing. Is that right? That doeth the Son likewise. He's Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do you believe it? Then he's obligated to his word tonight to listen to his word and to confirm it as you believe it. Shall we pray? Father, in who we trust and love, may thy mercies and power come now and sway this little meeting, and may the Holy Spirit stretch forth his hands, as it was, over this audience, and may all unbelief be canceled out, and may nothing but virgin, primitive faith of apostolic power sweep over this building tonight, and every person that's in here that's sick or afflicted, may they be healed, and every sinner saved. For we ask that in Jesus' name, amen. I'm so sorry, I take that much time. Right. See, it's the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of his resurrection. Just receive it and believe it. Did they give out any more prayer cards tonight? Yes, huh? G. G? All right. How many? Last night, I believe we took along the first or the... Let's take the last of it tonight. Let's bring up about... Um, somebody come to him was sick. They'd say, well, he... He would... Couldn't heal you. He can't heal you now. He's already did it. When he died at Calvary, he healed you. When he died at Calvary, he saved you. He took away your worries and troubles. The only thing he could do now, he might do like he did when he was here on earth because the Bible said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is that right? And when he was on earth, he didn't claim to be any great person. 
He just preached the gospel. He dressed like other men, went along just like meek, humble. But the thing was different when he stand by an audience and someone would come to him. He would perceive out in the audience what they were doing, what they were thinking of. When a man come to him, the name was Philip, went and got Nathaniel, and Nathaniel come. He said, "There's a believer, an Israelite, no guile." He said, "When did you know me, Rabbi?" Said poor Philip, "Called you when you were under the tree. I saw you. Is that right?" And when he talked to the woman at the well, he said, "Go get your husband." She said, "I have none." So that's right. You got five. She said, "I perceive that you're a prophet. We know that when Messiah comes, he'll say these things. Messiah." Messiah's come now, friends, but you don't recognize him. That's it. And just as sure as the Jews rejected him and called him the chief of the spiritualists, Beelzebub, the Gentile church is doing the same thing when he returns in the last day in his power. It's exactly the truth. They're doing the same thing. Jesus Christ in his church, he said, I'll be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. The things that I do shall you do also. Even more, for I go to my Father. But a little while, the world won't see me no more. So if you're an unbeliever tonight, you know what side you're on, man. The world won't see me. You say, oh, I don't believe that stuff. Well, you know just exactly what kind of a spirit's got a hold of you. Look here in the Bible. God takes his man, but never his spirit. The devil takes his man, but never his spirit. It comes right on down. See? And so you may be ever so religious, so was Caiaphasus and the rest of the priests and so forth, but they condemned Jesus because they thought he was a, a devil. When they seen him foretell things and tell people what was wrong with him and what they'd do and told them the sins of their life and things like that, they said, well, this guy's a devil. He's a fortune teller. The prince of the fortune tellers, Beelzebub, but he was the son of God. That's who he was. You believe him tonight, and may the Lord help you. See, how many out there doesn't have any, uh, isn't, hasn't got prayer cards, wants to be healed? Raise your hand. Thank you. God bless you. Only thing I ask you to do is do this. Upon the basis, anything doesn't have records in this word here, I don't believe it. This is the word of God. And this is the ministry of the Lord God. Not mine, it's his. I'm just like this microphone here, a mute without him. You know that. But I, I can do nothing. It's him that does it. But if the Lord Jesus Christ will come here to the platform tonight and this congregation with your brother, if we'll yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit and he'll do the same things that he did when he was here on earth, would you accept him and believe him and accept your healing? That when he was coming from Emmaus that day, or went to Emmaus, rather, did you notice him when he got with the disciples there? He did something just a little different from the ordinary run of preachers. And their eyes were open and they recognized him. But he vanished quickly out of their sight. They went home saying, Did not our hearts burn within us? See? See? May you do the same thing tonight. And now, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, for his glory and a confirmation of his word, I take every spirit in here under my control for the glory of God. Now. Now, to the audience, don't move. Be reverent. See, sometimes vision's moving. It's, uh, I see, like, crossing like this. Maybe here comes someone right across the top of the heads of the people, you see. And if someone is praying out there and God wants to heal them, and when you're moving around, it, it confuses me 
especially after I pray for one or two, and that the visions get started, then you go into another dimension like, and you just don't know half the time where you're at. You say, that scripture? Absolutely. If you read the Bible, you should know that to be true. Now, this lady here, uh, perhaps we're strangers, it happened to be you be the first person here tonight to be on the platform or here, while well, it's, uh, it'll be a... I'll have to talk with you just a little bit, if you don't mind. And we are strangers, are we? We are strangers. And now, I see you're packing that picture in your hand. I hope that you get to keep it a long time, and every time you'll think of the meeting, look at that. I believe that was not—it bec- not, isn't me, you see. It's the angel of the Lord. It's his picture. He was a pillar of fire that led the children through the wilderness. Perhaps you heard the story of it and how it was told. It's written in the book also, signed in Washington, D.C. See, there's nothing undercover about the thing. It's, it's right out fully for examination for anybody. just shows that Jesus Christ that was in the wilderness with Moses, was on the banks of Galilee with the apostles, is here in Los Angeles tonight. See, it's the same. He does what he did there for Moses, he did in his flesh, he does in his church tonight. Same yesterday, today, forever. Uh, you know I'm doing something, don't you, sister? The only thing it is is just catching your spirit. It's exactly right. The same thing that Jesus said when he talked to the woman at the well. He said, go get your husband. The first thing he said, bring me a drink. She said, the well's deep, and it's not customary for you Jews to ask Samaritans such. He said, but if you knew who you were talking to, you'd ask me for a drink. And I'd give you water you didn't come here to draw. And went ahead till he found just where her trouble was said, go get your husband. She said, I have none. said, you got five. And then she went and said, come see a man that told me everything I ever done. He didn't do that. He just told her one thing that, that was wrong. But she knew if God could reveal to him one thing, he could reveal to him all things. So when she said that, when he said that, she just took off in the city. Now, if he's raised from the dead, and I have myself perfectly yielded to his spirit, according to his word, he promised to do the same thing. The things that I do shall you also. Now you're here and we're strangers, never know each other, first time of ever meeting, no way of knowing each other, but there's been somebody that put life in us, has kept us all these years. He's fed us all we've ever eaten. And you're here tonight, perhaps something wrong, I do not know, he does. And when he strikes and goes to talking, just keep still and listen to what he says. And you'll know whether that's right or not. Then what he tells you will be. If he told you what was, and you know that's right or wrong, you can tell that. If that was right, what he tells you will be, it'll be right too, Warner. That's right. Yes, ma'am. There's something moving on you now, strange feeling, kind of an awe, and that's that same picture that you got there in your hand. That's that light. It's getting milky and misty between us because our spirits are coming together. And the spirit of the Holy Spirit then, when I drop out of my own spirit, it takes up his spirit, and then he knows. And you're in a, I see now that the lady which was standing before me is in a doctor's office, and she's um, being examined on the left-hand side. It's a heart trouble. The doctor, and he finds something and talks with another doctor, and it, he was talking of an operation, but they find that there's a something wrong. It's a, it's a broken diaphragm all the way across, and he cannot operate. Those things are true. 
You believe now with all your heart. I see there's something else moving. It's a, it's a boy or a man. It's a son, your son, and he, he has fainting spells or something. He passes, he's got shingles all over him. And he, he's, a, he's got some kind of, I see the young man kind of faint away or something. He, he's, a, and you are, a, you are a Christian believer, yet you, you do not go to any certain church. Because you're so confused of the way people does and things, you're ashamed to, that's right. But you believe me, and you believe the meeting that's going on comes from God, and you're healed, lady. You can go home and be well, and so will your son get well. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. God bless you, sister. Have faith, don't doubt. Just believe with everything you... How do you do? You believe that the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, make you well? Back everything that's wrong with you? Your back trouble? You're interested in someone else, too, aren't you? That's a sister. And she's uh, going in a mission work or something like that. And she's kind of weak and you want prayer for her. Not reading your mind, but that's the truth. You shall receive what you ask for. God bless you. Go on your road and rejoice and be happy in Jesus' name. You shaking your head out there just a few moments, sir, with that hemorrhoid. Do you believe God healed you of it then? Sitting right back there. Got hemorrhoid. you believe that God makes you well? I see behind him something waving. It's a, it's a woman. And she is... Praying for somebody. It's, it's a, somebody that's away from here. She's looking at me now, and she's, uh, it's, a, it's a brother, and he's got uh, something wrong with his eyes, and he's in a place where there's a lot of wheat. Uh, it's Minnesota. Stand up on your feet, sister. Give God praise for healing your brother in Minnesota. Amen. God bless you. Have faith. Don't doubt. How do you do? You believe that you're now in the presence of him, the Lord Jesus? You couldn't feel that way standing by a man. It would have to be God. And it wouldn't be me, but that that you feel comes from God. You have, you have some trouble, and your trouble is with your eyes, and you also have fainting spells. You've you got a, an allergy that bothers you, and I see you kind of pass out or something, and, and they fan you for breath. You're in your home. It's a home where they lay you. I see you're laying back and they're fanning for breath. Your, your name is Merle Davison. You, you, you're, I see your number on the side of you. It's a 
1733 South or West of 50th Avenue, Los Angeles. Go home. Lord Jesus makes you well in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, friend. Have faith. Don't doubt. You knew you were healed then, don't you? A little lady sitting there, you got kidney trouble and bladder trouble. Jesus healed you just then. God bless you. Your faith has saved you. The same Lord Jesus that told the woman her blood issue had staunched, so is yours. You're healed. Now you can go home. Be well. Have faith in God. How do you do? Do you believe with all your heart, all your soul? God bless you. We're strangers to each other. I've never seen you in my life, know nothing of you, but God does. But you know that you're in his presence. That's right. You're, you're here. You have a, a something wrong with the limbs. It's, it's a varicose vein in your limbs. And you're uh, suffering with a weakness. It was from a heart attack you just had. You've been prayed for by a man, but uh, he's got his back to me. He's, um, it's Mr. Valdez when he turns around. He said you had cancer. And then I see you get up from somewhere, and a, a short man, uh, kind of heavy hair, Jack Cole, had you to run around a tent or something or another with. Um, that's... You've just had a lot of happiness in your home. Something that just happened, and you've been rejoicing and happy about your husband or something. Yes, you're receiving the Holy Ghost. Go home. You're healed, lady. Jesus Christ. Um, How do you do? We're strangers to each other. I do not know you, but the Lord God knows you. Just be as reverent as possible, please. It's quite difficult when you move, but. Be faithful, believe, with all your heart. Someone was healed right here with a gallbladder trouble just then. I think it's right here on the front. Gallbladder trouble. Someone moved in the back, and I, I lost it, whoever it was. I've seen the gall all inflamed. And... It, Left. Arthritis, don't you? You believe that God will heal you the arthritis and make you well? You do? Or that you can have your healing. What about you, sister? You're having headaches, aren't you? Sitting there next. You believe that God will heal you? 
That's your brother sitting next to you there, isn't it? That's right. Bro, if you believe that God will make you well, all right, raise up and accept your healing. Both you and sis, too. Jesus Christ heals you and makes you well. God bless you. Lady, the reason you stood up wasn't for any gallbladder troubles, high blood pressure you've been having. That's right. Yours is high blood pressure. You're healed now. God bless you. You're standing up, helps you. That's God bless you. You go and be made well. Believe it. Lady, you said next to her there got kidney trouble, haven't you? You can stand up and be healed too. See? God bless you. Don't doubt. Have faith. Hmm. Uh, look this away just a minute, sister. Believe with all your heart. You are here for someone else. And that's a sister. She's not in this country. I just a minute here it moves. She's in a place where there's a great hardwood country, rolling hills, and uh, the woman is in a, it's a, a highway going in, and on the sign, I see it's P-E-N, Pennsylvania, she's in. And, uh, A-R-D-A-R-D-A-R-D-A-R-D-A-R-D-A-R-D-A-R-D-A-R-D-A-R-D-A-R-D-A-R-D-A-R-D-A-R-D-A-R-D-A-R-D-A-R-D-A-R-
You believe God can heal you that heart trouble and make you well? Oh, God, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll heal her. May she go as standing here, the Holy Spirit anointing your servant. And you said these signs will follow them that believe if they lay hands on the sick, they'll get well. She's accepted this master of the universe here now who has the poor, unworthy people anointed. Now lay hands on her in Jesus Christ's name for her healing. Amen. God bless you, sister. Go rejoicing. Be happy in you. You'll be all right. Have faith in God. You believe, sister. You believe Jesus Christ to be the Son of God. You believe me to be his prophet, his servant. You must believe now or you'll die. It's cancer. And I see him examining you. And there's nothing they can do about it. And the cancer is located on both breasts. That's true. Well, he who knows the secrets of your heart and told me if you, that you was, I was supposed to pray for sick people. And I said, they won't believe me. I'm uneducated. He said, as Moses was given two signs, said, know the very secrets of their heart, then they'll believe. You believe? Come here and let's pray. Oh, Lord God, creator of heavens and earth, author of everlasting life, I condemn this devil that a glow goes from our sister and she lives through Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Amen. You believe? Now, I want you to put your hand just on mine so I won't look at you so people know not reading your mind. <clears throat> if Almighty God, who is my judge, you raised up Jesus from the dead, Jesus said that the things that he did would do also, who met me in my infancy and gave this gift of seeing, who God knows in heaven that is true, if he will show me in this audience without looking at you what's wrong with you, will you accept your healing and believe with all your heart? If you will, raise up your hand. Ulcerated stomach. That's right. Go home now and go to eat. And your faith makes you well, sister. God bless you. Come. Insulin is an awful thing, but it's a good thing, isn't it? But you got diabetes. Jesus Christ has a blood plasma for you tonight. You believe you can accept it by faith? In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, may this dripping white blood turn to red blood. In Jesus Christ's name, the life-giving stream. Amen. How do you do? Many things as a lady, ailments it's yours. One thing, you're stiffening up, especially when you lay down. You've got arthritis. You believe Jesus Christ makes you well and you're going to be well? Oh, Lord, I pray that you grant this to our sister. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, as I lay hands on her, in the name of him who commissioned this to be so. Amen. Believe now. Don't doubt. God can heal heart trouble as easy as heal anything else. It's the worst enemy in the world, but Jesus Christ heals it. Do you believe it? Then go and rejoice and thank him for it and be made well through Jesus Christ's name. Isn't it strange when I said that to her, you had the same feeling, didn't you? You was healed, too. God bless you. Just go thanking God and being well. Many things, arthritis, all. Of course, your eyes, we see that. You believe that Jesus Christ makes you well? You believe that he'll heal you? 
Lord, as this poor gray-headed mother stands here, I lay hands on her. In the name of the Lord Jesus, may she be made well. Amen. God bless you. Have faith. Quickly, everyone bow your head. Here's a deaf spirit moving somewhere in the audience. What's coming from the man? Bow your head a minute. Oh, God, creator of heavens and earth, author of everlasting life and giver of every good gift, Satan has did this to the man. We don't desire miracles, Lord, to believe, for you said, we can adulterous generation seeketh after such. But, Father, that the world might know that you're Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and I be your servant. I now ask this spirit who's come on this man to cause him to be killed by a vehicle. Come out of him now, death spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, leaving. You hear me, my brother? You hear me? Yes. You're normal and well. You had prostrate trouble making you nervous and getting up. It's all gone from you now. Go on your road rejoicing. You're happy and well. And every person in divine presence at this time can be made well of anything that you have. The only thing you have to do is believe on the Lord Jesus. Do you believe it? I'm going to ask you to do something tonight. If I'm right, I want you to... Every person that's here that's sick, I want you to lay your hands over on each other. I, I see it by vision across me. That's what you must do right now. Lay your hands on one another everywhere in the building. Someone stand by them. Oh, Almighty God, look at this scene just now. Poor mortal beings suffering and praying one for another. Satan, you're condemned. Come out in the name of Jesus, the Son of God.